Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. It is the Newsmax Daily. My name is Rob Carson. Hello. It is hump day, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, and we are locked and loaded like Kyle Rittenhouse's AR-15. Is it too soon? Too soon? Too soon? Yeah, too soon. All right, so uh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Um, A ton of stuff to get to. Uh, jury still uh, deliberating in Kenosha. Black Lives Matter, they have not lit the dumpsters on fire yet, but they're standing by with Molotov cocktails and uh, gas cans and uh, and torches. So they're, they're ready to go. They are locked and loaded as well. And honestly, I think it's time for this uh, this crap to end. This, uh, this multi-billion dollar murderous temper tantrum that the left has been uh, committing. And, and it's, it's even more bat crap crazy this time because Black Lives Matter is protesting a kid brought to Kenosha to save businesses and being attacked by three career criminals, including a five-time child rapist. But because he went to a Black Lives Matter protest, which largely are not peaceful, by the way, uh, just ask uh, police officers about that. Um, but Black Lives Matter is involved, and now it's something. Now it's suddenly a black thing. It just—I mean, well, it's just funny. It, it is just hilarious. It's like it's like uh, voting for uh, black lieutenant governor in Virginia. You're a racist. <laughs> Everything is racist, racist, racist. Um, and now, you know, shooting three people, killing two of them in self-defense, white on white violence. Suddenly, that is some sort of a racial crisis. So we're going to get into uh, all of that nonsense, absolute nonsense, as the show progresses. <laughs> Uh, Joe Biden's approval rating now sitting at about, what, 38%. Kamala Harris is about 28%. The new administration is kicking butt on. They've set a new record. And you can pin this on the administration, and I'll explain why in a second. More than 100,000 people have died of drug overdoses in the United States during the 12-month period ending in 2021. According to provisional data, Wednesday by the U.S. Senators of Disease Control and Prevention, overdoses jumping 28.5% over the same period a year earlier. So this time last year, after the election, that's when it started. Opioids continue to be uh, the driving cause of overdose deaths. Synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, cause nearly two-thirds of all drug overdose deaths in a 12-month period ending April 22nd or 21st, I should say, up 49% from the year before. Why? Because it's coming across the damned southern border. That's why. But this president doesn't give a rat's behind. And neither does his DHS secretary. And we will hear Ted Cruz grilling Secretary Mayorkas very shortly on the show. Any death is a tragedy. Any death from COVID is a tragedy. The lion's share of the COVID deaths are people at the end of life. The lion's share of these are people at the beginning of their lives. I have no words. 100,000 people die of a drug overdose, the largest in our history, essentially. A 30% increase over this time after the election last year. Most of it coming after Joe Biden was sworn in. Most of it coming after the wall was stopped. 
Most of it coming after the stay in Mexico policy was stopped. Most of it coming this year so far, 1.7 million illegals have come across the border. And American citizens are dying. But Mayorkas doesn't care. Joe Biden doesn't care. Jen Psaki doesn't care. Unbelievable. But you know what? This new infrastructure policy is going to fix everything. Joe Biden has been in uh, Washington, D.C. for 50 years, and uh, he's never done anything, never done a darn thing with regard to infrastructure. Everything is still broken. Everything is still broken. Now, yesterday, this guy who got 81 million votes, he's the most popular president of all time, clearly, clearly the most popular of all time. He goes to uh, New Hampshire uh, Bridge that's about to collapse, I guess. And listen to this gigantic crowd for this uh, replacement of the bridge ceremony. If I got this kind of a reception at a comedy club, I'd just say, have a great evening, guys. Thanks for uh, coming out. Make sure to tip your bartenders and waitresses. Unfortunately, none of the uh, infrastructure money is being spent to fix Joe Biden's brain. His brain is the, uh, essentially a 70, almost 79-year-old bridge about to crumble. Folks, when you see these projects starting in your hometowns, I want you to feel what I feel. Pride. Pride of- and incredible confusion. What we can do together as the United States of America. and As, as long as you exclude Republicans. To, as as uh, some... You know, I think the same goes. If I don't want to get into it in detail because you're going to be free. The bridge, hold on, the bridge is starting to creak. Uh, some, you know, I think the same goes. If you're, I don't want to get into it in detail because you're going to be freezing, but here. But my plan to build back better for our people, getting folks back to work and reducing the cost of things like child care, elder care, housing, health care. Is that a bridge? How's that a, how's that a bridge? How's that a, how's that a road? How's that? A, I don't know. I don't know. You know Child care is not a bridge. I don't know. Why, why are you doing? Why aren't you at a daycare center? You know, you're in a situation. What happens if the bridge collapses and there's a fire on the other side? It's going to take 10 miles longer to get to the fire. People can die. What happens when you're replacing the bridge? You got to shut down the bridge to replace the bridge. Things, same thing kind of happens. I mean, this is real. This is real stuff. This is real stuff, man. Real stuff, man. <laughs> And his, uh, believe it or not, oddly enough, the massive spending program is not helping his approval rating at all. Do you know why? Because Americans don't want it. They don't trust him. And times like these do not dictate it. Uh, even Jen Psaki says, said yesterday, this isn't because of a crisis. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Jen Psaki referred to him as Sheriff Joe. Apparently, uh, uh, Obama called him Sheriff Joe when he put Joe Biden in charge of the $787 billion infrastructure package that did nothing while Obama was the president. Say that Mitch Landrieu uh, is starting his job uh, today. He's going to be in attendance at the at the ceremony today. He'll be traveling with the president tomorrow, and then uh, he will be getting to work uh, right away. And uh, as our executive order is an indication of, the president is very focused. They call him Sheriff. He's focused. That's funny. Joe, for a reason. Um, Hold on. Indication of the president is very focused. They call him Sheriff Joe for a reason um, on the implementation of this, making sure he didn't do anything with the seven hundred eighty-seven billion. Nothing got done. Done. Sheriff Joe, he's, he's, more, he's more Barney Fife than Sheriff Joe, but he's had other nicknames. For some odd reason, everybody's got to get him nicknames. Scranton Joe. Working class Joe. You're middle class Joe. You're middle class Joe. They call me middle class Joe. How about a-hole Joe? Middle class Joe. Just a suggestion. 
Roots in Scranton. He is Scranton Joe. Scranton Joe, middle class Joe. He's Scranton Joe. He's Amtrak Joe. He was Amtrak Joe. He was called Amtrak Joe for a reason. Amtrak Joe for his love of traveling by train. There's Amtrak Joe, as he's known, hopping on the Amtrak. They called him Amtrak Joe, and he loves that nickname. My name is Joe Amtrak Biden. He's a good old Joe. Regular good old Joe. Yeah. Scranton Joe, average Joe, middle class Joe. Hair Stephen, child Stephen, Joe. Joe, whatever nickname so, you want well, to have me. for him. The president is very focused. They call him Sheriff Joe. Didn't turn molesting Joe. For a reason. I learned and earned the nickname Sheriff Joe. Senile Joe. From President Obama. He has a, an image as working class Joe from, from Scranton. Working class Joe. Okay, that's mainstream media. Here's what the rest of us have to say about Joe Biden's nicknames. Sleepy Joe Biden. It's usually, uh, you know, the other end, Hyper Joe. Sleepy Joe Biden. Sleepy Creepy Joe. Sleepy Creepy Joe. <laughs> the phrase is, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. As you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. The Biden, the Brandon administration in terms of what they're doing. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that makes me happy. Here is uh, Senator Rand Paul talking to my friend Rob Schmidt on Newsmax about inflation and what Joe Biden's economy and the stimulus is doing to the American people. You now have Senator Manchin saying he's worried about inflation and worried about the spending and debt causing more inflation. Unfortunately, other members of his party are saying, oh, no, no, that's how we fix inflation is with more spending and more debt. Right. But it's amazing that fundamentally we have people at the highest level of government, the president included, who don't understand where inflation comes from. Oh, I think they do. That inflation comes from borrowing, having the Federal Reserve print the money to pay for the debt and diluting the value of the existing currency. That's where inflation comes from. And it's up because we've borrowed an unprecedented amount of money in the last two years. Let's go to Victor in Silver Spring, Maryland. He's been nice enough to hold. Victor, what is on your mind today? Well, I've been listening to uh, the trial, and I'm kind of worried about there's going to be riots. And it reminds me of the Rodney King riots in 1992, when there were riots all over the place, except in Philadelphia, because at that time, Democrat Frank Rizzo told the people of Philadelphia, you riot, you're going to get shot. So maybe we should have shoot to kill, and that would stop these riots. Well, I appreciate your uh, call. I got to tell you, for municipalities who don't call out the National Guard to end these riots, their leaders need to be held accountable. Those are largely Democrat cities. Uh, I had mentioned at the beginning of the program, if you can defend your home with deadly force, if somebody tries to come in and burn it down, I believe that if you're a business owner, somebody tries to come in and kill you or burn down your business, the same should be said. And I guess that's going to make me controversial, Victor. Uh, what do you think? Is that controversial to you? No. I mean, these people are totally out of control. Yeah, it's time and to end the temper tantrum. They're threatening us left and right. Maybe we ought to make them a little bit frightened of what we, what we can do. Well, Victor, I appreciate the phone call. I, I of course, do not uh, suggest that you go out into the street. Um, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse did it because he was asked to go protect the business. But, um, honestly, uh, this has to stop. And, and that means National Guard force then it means National Guard Force. It's been a sham show trial, BS trial, from the get-go. From the get-go. And the media has been complicit in it. A 17-year-old boy mm -hmm. 
who drove across state lines with an AR-15 and started uh, shooting people up. Okay, that's a lawsuit number one. I'm saying that's worth about $100 million. Including a guy with a skateboard. Kyle Rittenhouse, who has killed protesters, unarmed protesters. Rittenhouse. Okay, there you go. Ka-ching. 17-year-old that went with a weapon into the middle of uh, protests uh, and then provoked people. and uh, then Another million. That's a, that's a couple million. Shot and killed them. Kyle Rittenhouse is the enemy. A boy from out of state drives up to the state with an AR. I want to see Joe Scarborough do his uh, his show from a mobile home. 15 around. Permanently. Alan Dershowitz was talking to uh, Breitbart, I believe, uh, talking about uh, what he expects uh, in the uh, trial. He expects a definite uh, acquittal with regard to the attempted murder charge of uh, this, this moron, um, Gross Kreutz, Gage Gross Kreutz, who admitted he pointed a gun at Kyle before Kyle shot him. Well, I, I never confuse what I think will happen with what I think should happen. Let me start with what I think should happen. You should be acquitted. Uh, there shouldn't even be, the jury should not even be able to consider the attempted murder of the guy who admitted on the witness stand yeah. he pointed a gun at him yeah. before he was shot in the shoulder. That is a clear case of self-defense. No also called a no-duh. That's one of those things they call it a no-duh because it's so painfully obvious to everybody involved except for insane racist Joy Reid that uh, Kyle was uh, not pointing the gun at him until a gun was pointed at him, and then he shot the guy to stop him from killing Kyle, you know, that's that's the way. Here is uh, Alan Dershowitz talking about the media lynch mob, which I just uh, alluded to and uh, spotlighted. Uh, on the two, other two issues, it really requires the jury to make a decision. They saw Rittenhouse testify. He cried. He seemed to me to be sincere, of course, to John Lemon. He was just uh, uh, Don Lemon. He was just doing <laughs> crocodile tears. And there were others who were really threatening violence, if there's anything but convictions, in this case, as they threatened violence in previous cases, in will and subsequent cases. Yeah, and of course the uh, defense said that you can't use a skateboard. That's uh, You could easily smash somebody's skull in, uh, as a weapon. And, uh, of course, Alan Dershowitz made a comparison to another case of an unarmed person trying to kill an armed person and subsequently getting shot. Okay, this, by the way, uh, was what uh, Black Lives Matter was based on, and it's, it's a lie. Well, you might, you might not be. That was the same thing with the Zimmerman case. Remember in the Zimmerman case in Florida? Right where Zimmerman had his head bashed against the concrete before he grabbed the gun and shot and killed uh, the person. In that case, I also said there should be an acquittal, and there was an acquittal, and there were riots. Riots. And uh, the fear is that we've turned our criminal justice system over to the mob, oh, yeah. CNN being part of the mob, yep. the New Yorker being part of the mob. Big you know, time. The New Yorker used to be a great magazine until David Remnick took it over, and he's a a radical leftist, anti-Israel, I think anti-American. And, uh, you know, he's always on the side of the hard, hard left. And there was a piece this week in The New Yorker, you know, calling Rittenhouse uh, an American vigilante. I think that's another hundred million. No, it's New Yorker and CNN that are the vigilantes. They're the ones who are trying to influence just... And they should know better. And they should know better. American Hartford Gold is a sponsor of this program. The government spending is out of control. Dark days ahead for the dollar. It's going to happen, guys. Here's what you can do. The only company I would recommend is American Hartford Gold. They sell physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA. They make it easy. They have the highest rating from the Better Business Bureau, an A-plus rating. If you call them right now, I'm going to give you the number, so grab a pen real quick. All right? Grab a pen real quick. 
you can get up to $1,500 of free silver on your first order. All right, so here's the number, 866-204-8226. 866-204-8226. If you don't have a pen with you or you, don't, you, know, you, know, you have no short-term memory like Joe Biden, uh, just text ROB, R-O-B, to 65532. ROB to 65532. Rob, 65532 for American Hartford Gold. This is important, by the way. New York Governor Kathy Hochul. She's the governor because uh, the other governor was deposed because he liked to play grab, you know what? She assigned a bill that will require utility corporations, municipalities, waterworks corporations, and telephone service providers to utilize each customer's desired name and pronouns in communications. A move that comes as she... The left continues to press for societal acceptance and accommodation of radical gender ideologies. Uh, this new legislation gives utility customers the right to be addressed and acknowledged by their preferred name, as though the customer service people really need this added to their plate. You know, listen, my storm drain is clogged up. Well, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not a sir. I'm a ma'am. I'm a they. I'm, a, I'm not cisgendered. Okay, but what about the storm? I'm not cisgendered. I'm sorry. I'm actually a woman. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, listen, ma'am. <sighs> this is important. One person who responded uh, with a tweet, uh, we're drowning this economy. What are you doing about it? Uh, this is uh, one th- that what you're concentrating on with all the issues in this state, unreal of how out of touch you are. But don't worry about it. You will be referred to as the, as the right gender uh, when you are discussing your... Uh, you know, water bill with the person on the other end of the line. This, this, is, this is a piece of legislation. This is a piece of legislation. They claim that there's 80,000 uh, transgendered New Yorkers there. So, you know, there you go. Whatever. I don't care what you call me. Just get somebody out there and unclog my toilet. So the FBI is using counterterrorism tools to monitor threats to school boards, according to an internal FBI email, shows the agency is using counterterrorism tools to monitor threats against school board members, teachers, a revolution, a revelation, I should say, Republicans say, conflicts with congressional uh, testimony by Attorney General Merrick Garland. Here's my friend Grant Stinchfield talking about it on Newsmax. A whistleblower inside the FBI handed over at least one email to members of the House Judiciary Committee that proved the FBI's counterterrorism and criminal divisions created a... Meanwhile, Kenosha's about to burn and the FBI won't look look about uh, or try to find anybody who did it. They didn't do it last year when $2 billion worth of cities were destroyed. Quote, threat tag. The tag is EDU officials to track parents, <laughs> school board members, school administrators, and teachers that they find concerning that anyone the school board the teachers find concerning okay the conservatives email reads this the people that don't like crt purpose of this tag is to help scope this threat on a national level as congressman jim jordan points out today in a letter to the u.s attorney general this email directly contradicts his testimony before congress on now this is a ag Merrick Garland, about a month ago, saying, we never, we never, we love parents too much. We would never go after parents who don't like CRT. We would give them big hugs. I do not believe that uh, parents who uh, uh, testify, speak, argue with, complain about school boards. Isn't he just, his voice, doesn't he just sound like a little, 
Weasel. And schools should be classified as domestic terrorists or any kind of criminals. Uh, parents have been complaining about the education of their children and about uh, school. Your son-in-law is a big uh, purveyor of CRT in schools, and, uh, you know, uh, he makes a lot of money off of CRT. School boards, since there were such things as school boards and public education, this is totally protected by the First Amendment. All right. Well, that doesn't make any difference. Here's a little bit more of his testimony. The Justice Department uh, supports and defends the First Amendment right of parents to complain as vociferously as they wish about the education of their uh, children, about the curriculum taught in the schools. That is not what the memorandum is about at all. I can't imagine any circumstance yeah, in which the Patriot Act would be used in the circumstances uh, of parents complaining about their children, nor can I imagine a circumstance where they would be labeled as domestic terrorism. Here is uh, Senator Josh Hawley saying, um, I don't think so. What this shows us is that, in fact, parents are getting the domestic terrorist treatment. Garland said, oh, no, we would never treat them like domestic terrorists. Of course, that's what those left-wing groups wanted. Garland said, no, we're not going to do that. And now we know that the counterterrorism has been tracking. That'd be like, I don't know, treating uh, little old ladies who were led into the Capitol January 6th like terrorists. That didn't happen. No, it didn't. And not only that, if you read that leaked email, what you see is, is that they are drawing up lists of crimes. They're saying, is there any crime that we could go after these parents for? Is there anything that we could prosecute them for? Federal crimes we're talking about. They're definitely trying to target parents. It does contradict Garland's sworn testimony. And now he's going to have to answer as to what the difference is. And by the way, school boards have done this. They have targeted parents. They have, and we heard yesterday, Scott Stale, Arizona, the school board uh, president and his father had collected data on parents, uh, divorce records, social security num uh, numbers, uh, on and on and on. This happened in Loudoun County, Virginia, where uh, parents were doxxed for uh, not supporting uh, CRT. Their, their addresses were given out. That's what doxing is, by the way, in case you didn't know. Doxing is releasing the addresses so you can be targeted. That's going all over the country. And then, of course, uh, somebody sends a, a letter to the president this this school board association sends a letter to the president and the president works with this organization for weeks before sending a letter to the AG of the country and the AG goes after parents who don't like CRT or this radical transgender crap being taught in schools and the AG's son-in-law just happens to own a company that just did a two million dollar contract in Northern Virginia to preach CRT among other things. But it doesn't exist according to the left. CRT doesn't exist. But no, it really does. Here is more from Josh Hawley. Well, at the very least, we're going to need to put him back under oath and bring him up before the committee and say what in the world's going on. I mean, this is a guy who, even as he was before us in the Senate, it came out that his Justice Department had drawn up a list of 13 federal crimes that parents could possibly be charged for. <laughs> that contradicted what he was telling us in real time. He was sitting there saying, oh, we, we wouldn't charge parents. And then we, we obtained a memo from a Justice Department prosecutor that said, here are 13 possible crimes. The attorney general has a problem with the truth. He needs to come back and answer under He's a weasel. oath what is going on here. Why is the Patriot Act being used against parents? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So here's uh, this tool, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is an abject failure. He is the uh, head of the HHS, and he has allowed the he has done nothing. 
How would you explain this many people coming across the border unless this jerk wasn't doing his job at all? Derelict in duty. This year, under Joe Biden, we've seen the highest rate of illegal immigration in 61 years. Again, I don't know the number of years, but it's certainly a historic high, Senator. 61 years there. Alejandro. So you're right, it's broken, but you broke it. Let me ask you, in the calendar year 2021, how many illegal immigrants do you expect to have crossed illegally into the... This is where he doesn't know anything. And by the way, this happens every time he appears before Congress. He knows nothing. United States. I believe the, um, the total number of encounters has been referenced in this hearing earlier is um, uh, approximately just under 1.7 million. But there's two months remaining. Is it correct that you project over 2 million illegal immigrants in 2021, calendar year 2021? This is, a, um, this is an illegal invasion of our country. One of the sovereign duties of the federal government is to maintain a border and protect their citizens. This is a wholesale invasion of our country. And it is sanctioned and supported by the federal government and this doofus. I believe that is correct, Senator. And over the last three months, we've seen a drop in the numbers by reason. And, and how many children do you project in 2021? I'm sorry? How many children will have crossed illegally in 2021? Um, I believe that thus far through October 31st, yeah. uh, Senator, approximately 125,000 unaccompanied children have been transferred uh, to the shelter and care of Health and Human Services. I thought that only happened during the Donald Trump administration. That sounds like uh, maybe kids that have been separated from their parents. They're unaccompanied. They're unaccompanied. They're coming across the border. We've got to pay them each $450,000. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas absurdly claimed that paying illegal immigrants $450,000 would not be a draw. Two yes and no questions. I do, I do not think that it would be a pull factor. I said, is it a good idea to pay them? I call it a pull factor. I could go so many places with that, but I'm not going to. Money, and would you get more illegal immigration or less illegal immigration if you give millions of dollars to illegal immigrants? I cannot. More speak, or less. I cannot speak to the advisability of settling the Federal Tort Claims Act in which I am not involved. But you have no view on whether Thank paying you, illegal Senator immigrants Cruz. millions of dollars. Yeah, no, they shut up to, you know, shut the, shut the senator up. There you go, of course, of course. Unbelievable. We, uh, we are served a plate full of indignities every day as American citizens, aren't we? A plate full of indignities every single day. We had to shut down our businesses. We were told we couldn't go to church. We couldn't go to concerts for a year. Our kids couldn't go to school. Many of the times our kids uh, did not uh, have classes for months. My daughter missed her entire second half of her freshman year. She didn't have any education at all. I did my very best to encourage her to read, et cetera, et cetera. I wasn't ready to homeschool my kid. And then we're told that uh, 10 months after the pandemic began and after the election, after all the suffering, we get a $1,300, $1,400 check and we're, we're told this, to say it's okay. We're being uh, confronted on the southern border, being overran on the southern border. Uh, we're being told that we can't question China on the Wuhan virus. It's killed hundreds of thousands of people. Every day we're served a new indignity.
it just never ends. Here is uh, a little bit more from uh, Secretary Mayorkas and Ted Cruz, Secretary Mayorkas, of course, not knowing anything. Let's specify it more narrowly. How many murderers have you released? I'm not aware of any murderers whom... We- How many rapists have you released? I'm not aware of any rapists whom... We- How many child molesters have you mal- released? Not- then how did the news media get the information? I'm not aware of any child molesters whom we have released into the United States. I just read the papers there, doofus. I should say that... Im- Senior Customs and Border Patrol agent, uh, leadership have told me that your agency is slow walking and refusing to comply with the order... That's pretty much it. Here's a little bit more from uh, Ted Cruz having uh, Secretary Bayorkas for lunch. Senator, I have no ability to determine uh, how many... Okay, you don't know. So you didn't try to find out? ...have been um, sexually assaulted in Mexico along the migratory... All right, how about this? How many children have been sexually assaulted by traffickers or other people when they were coming in illegally? I do not have that data. Okay, so you don't know that either. How many illegal immigrants have you released into the United States... Here you go. ...who were COVID positive? Senator, we, it is our policy to <laughs> test uh, wow. individuals. I didn't ask your policy. How many illegal aliens have you released who were wow. COVID positive? Well, let me just say, when they are released, they are placed in immigration. How many have you released that were COVID positive? I will have to get that number. Okay, you don't have that answer either. All right, let's, let, let's try this. Where I live in, uh, in the area I live, I live in uh, the uh, Missouri-Kansas border area near Kansas City. There are strip malls where there are these Asian spas. They're all over the place around here. For some odd reason, uh, law enforcement leaves them alone, and we all know what they're there for. They're not for a back rub, kids. They're not for a back rub. They keep curtains in the front. I wonder how many kids came across that border who are being forced to work in those places. Honestly, Senator Mayorkas, you are a political tool. You are a bureaucrat. You are worthless. The private sector would have booted you out months ago, years ago, and you should go now. And we have a very special guest on the show, somebody who I uh, very much enjoy uh, watching. He is uh, one of the people in Washington, D.C. who fight the good fight. I never question him like I do so many others, including uh, McConnell and uh, a number of others. Matt Gates, a representative from Florida, joins us on the phone. Sir, whenever you put a video up, I like to watch because I know you're fighting the good fight. I like to call what you do patriotic Prozac. Uh, <laughs> I've been called worse, I can assure you. Uh, brother, I know you have. I know you have. I want to start off real quick. Uh, this headline just came across. The Q shaman, uh, Jacob Chansley, has been sentenced to 41 months in prison uh, for the nonviolent offense of obstruction of an official hearing. Your thoughts on that, sir? Uh, I believe the J6 detainees have been treated unfairly. And that opinion is informed by how many one-offs seem to exist, whether it's the the so-called QAnon shaman or uh, any number of other people who are not even accused of any violent behavior. They're not being treated like a lot of other folks who might normally just get probation. Frankly, a lot of these uh, people should get credit for time served and uh, not be facing extended incarceration. And I think there's a reason why. We have to ask ourselves, why has the Department of Justice departed from normal application of the facts to law? And it's because they want to construct a threat that everyone that is MAGA or on the political right is somehow a danger to the country. And the reason they have to construct that threat is that the things they are doing legislatively are harming the country. There has been no bump for Joe Biden after the passage of this ridiculous spending bill. There is no like great expectation in the country for the socialism that they are marching us toward next. And that's why 
they spend the time of the Congress on frivolities like wagging the finger at Paul Gosar over an anime video or, you know, censuring or or referring for criminal prosecution, Steve Bannon, despite the fact that Bannon is simply waiting to allow a legitimate legal question to be resolved by the courts. But they don't want those questions answered by the courts. They want to exercise raw power and threat construction around January 6th is the avenue to do it. I hope that uh, when the Republicans take over both houses of Congress in 2022, they are able to do something about this prison, this Bastille in Washington, D.C. and other. Th- and also, I hope that perhaps we can uh, do a house cleaning with regard to the Justice Department. We found out that Merrick Garland, after congressional testimony saying otherwise, uh, is actually going after parents who disagree at school board meetings with things like CRT and radical uh, gender education. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, we are debating this issue today in the House Judiciary Committee. Folks can look at my Twitter feed at Rep. Matt Gates to see the latest. What I could tell you is that uh, Merrick Garland was deceptive, dishonest when he stood before the Judiciary Committee and said that parents were not being labeled domestic terrorists. And now we see no less than the counterterrorism division at the Department of Justice, the FBI, uh, actually putting these threat labels on parents. So here's what we're wanting to know. How many? How many of America's moms and dads that showed up to school board meetings right now carry a threat label attached to their name? We have members of Congress who joined their neighbors and constituents at school board meetings. Are they threats too? And, and again, it, it is you cannot divorce what Merrick Garland has done to the school board parents with what is happening to the January 6th detainees or even the political persecutions of people like Steve Bannon. It is all wrapped around in their strategy to try to scare the country about the right rather than meeting people's needs and challenges. The American people see inflation that is crushing them, gas prices that are soaring, a border in crisis, tens of thousands of Afghans that were subjected to little to no vetting that are now loose in our country. And Democrats want to talk about uh, these things that I think are, are more about division and fear than governing. I want to ask you, uh, uh, with regard to this uh, detention facility in Washington, D.C., and the stories that we are hearing about abuse with regard to inmates not being able to get haircuts, being given nair to chemically burn off their hair, having their water shut off, having their toilets, uh, you know, using water as a punitive measure. What are the chances of shutting that damn place down and bringing charges against these guards? Uh, I believe there's going to be rigorous oversight. Unfortunately, it should be happening right now. No one should have to be subjected to those types of conditions in the United States of America, period. And you know what, Rob? They're using this around the world to harm our country and our interests. The real despots are saying, well, you know, look, the Biden regime is locking up their political opponents (laughs) and dissidents, so we should be able to as well. So I think, like, the level of oversight is certainly going to have to be focused on this facility, but there's going to be a lot we're going to have to do to repair the damage this regime has done around the world. And what I hope is that we actually elect some fighters to the Congress who will help us do that oversight. You know, right now, we've handed the Biden administration their first big win with the votes of 13 Republicans. So it's not just a critique of the political left that is necessary. We need some real soul-searching on the right, and we need to be converted to a patriotic force willing to fight for our constituents. Well, I'm going to tell you, the soul-searching has already happened on this end, my friend. The soul-searching has already happened with tens of millions of people in this country. We've already done the soul-searching. We know what we want. We just need it from Washington, D.C. And Matt, every day, or I should say Representative Gates, every day I hear from people saying, 
damn it, when are Republicans going to do something about this? You are doing it. MTG is doing it. Uh, there are a few people. Ted Cruz is doing it. Uh, how do we get past this, this overall thought that people are still going, gosh, dang it, the Republicans are not doing what we asked them to do. And this has been going on for decades. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Andy Biggs and Louis Gohmert yep. uh, and Jim Jordan and myself, we need backup. To be honest with you, we got too many folks around here who stare at their nameplate and they don't really want to lower their shoulder and get in the fight. And that's why all across America, we need folks to run for Congress who have the capability to come here, serve and not be bought off by the special interests. And frankly, that's what happens to too many. You know, I look at the team we got now. And frankly, if we want to win, if we want to be worthy of winning, we're going to need some improvements to that team. There's there's no denying it. Yeah. I know you're very busy. I want to ask you one more question about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, the defense has uh, motion for a mistrial. Apparently, after all of the crap that the prosecution has done, including questioning Kyle Rittenhouse's constitutionally guaranteed uh, silence before the trial, now they have doctored video. Uh, they kept a high-definition video of drone footage, and they showed the court a lousy video, and they kept the high-def from the jurors and the court. Your thoughts? These prosecutors in the Rittenhouse case are goons and thugs, and I hope Kyle Rittenhouse gets the not guilty verdict that he so richly deserves. But if that does not happen, I don't foreclose the possibility that this judge will entertain favorably a motion to set aside the verdict given the prosecutorial misconduct, and not just the misconduct, their inability to meet the basic elements of their case and the overwhelming evidence that this was an act of self-defense. This case should have never been brought. Frankly, it never should have been sent to a jury, and it certainly should not result in any conviction or punishment for Kyle Rittenhouse. What really got me, Rob, was when that prosecutor said, well, you don't get to claim self-defense oh. if you're the one who brought the gun. And that, I'm just telling you right now, I'm from the state of Florida. Some call it the sunshine state, some call it the gunshine state. And that would not fly with Florida, man. Oh, buddy, he really stepped in it. I mean, he stepped in it big time. Uh, listen, Matt Gates, Representative Matt Gates from Florida, it is a treat getting you on, man. I know you are busy, and I, I like I said, keep fighting the good fight. I know you have suffered some slings and arrows. I know your father has suffered some slings and arrows, and I just want you to know that patriotic Americans support people like you, and we believe in you even if we don't believe in Mitch McConnell. Well, I appreciate that. It's a great country. It's worth fighting for with all we have. Amen, brother. Have a glorious day. Twitter at Rep Matt Gates. Make sure to check it out every day. Have a glorious day and good luck. Godspeed. It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past Gold Star families police and all first responders and you and you thank you very much and until tomorrow don't catch the stupid thanks for listening to the newsmax daily with rob carson check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com, or watch free on youtube roku apple pluto zumo amazon fire and your smart tv newsmax america's fastest growing cable news channel check NewsmaxTV.com for details Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.